right, Zig coming in on the top. Today on the show, we have Paul Clara, drummer of the band Cinema Cinema. Cinema Cinema is a band that I fail to find a good description for because they kind of bounce everywhere in genre. They go from punk to prog to psychedelic to heavy, and um, every album they come out with is a new endeavor into the depths of creativity. The duo plunges through the depths of creativity with the DIY attitude, heading forward and holding back nothing to dive into a new realm of music. Their last record, when I talked to Ev, I talked to Ev, the guitarist and singer, uh, maybe a year or so ago now about their last record, which was like free jazz. And in this record, it takes a completely different tone. This record's called Mjolnir. Yes, like Thor's hammer for any of you uh, Nordic uh, fanatics. But this album is called Mjolnir for a specific reason. That reason being it features polymath percussionist Thor Harris from Swans, Angels of Light, and Shearwater. And it's one of the first times the duo becomes a trio. And the craziest part is this whole album was written on the spot. Now I'll let Paul explain that in our conversation. We're going to listen to a tune. This is War on You off Mjolnir from Cinema Cinema.
War on You, Mjolnir's record, Cinema Cinema's the band. Check it out. It's available on all streaming platforms. Um, yeah, so I, I love talking with these guys. They're really cool, real down to earth, and really appreciative of when you dive into their history and their music. And it's really easy to do that because, one, their story is fascinating, how family-based it is and, like, how out of multiple generations of their family, this band formed together and their stories about touring with Black Flag, and it's it's really, really cool. Um, if you dig what you hear during this conversation, um, I talked with Ev a while back. If you go through the catalog of the podcast, um, you'll find that conversation there. So if you want to hear more, the other half the story per se, check out Ev's interview in the Zig at the Gig catalog. And if you dig what we do, if you can like, rate, review, subscribe to the podcast on any of the podcast platforms, it helps me keep talking to cool guests like Paul. Um, last thing before we get into this, this was a form, a return to form for the Zig at the Gig podcast. Uh, I did this interview out of my van, um, which was our initial pitch on how to run this podcast in between shows. Um, so there was a couple sound bips and bumps, but I think uh, I don't think you'll pick up on them. You might pick up on the sweat, the sweat, because it was a hot day. <laughs> Anywho, here's my conversation with Paul. Um, there's a so I got to talk to Ev. So I got I got a, a intro. This will be a fun like other perspective. You know? <laughs> um, yeah. Mjolnir is a sick album. Um, my first question, I guess, to stay on the with the new record. Is it called Mjolnir because you're working with Thor? Uh, yeah, I guess, you know, like, that was um, kind of our tongue-in-cheek kind of way of honoring the fact that we have an album with uh, this amazing musician, this, this titan, this guy Thor, who's, the, you know, from the band Spawns. He's been probably our favorite iteration of the band Spawns. I think it was from around, like, 2017, Thor was in, in the band. And that iteration before we even had an inkling that we might ever make an album with him but um you know we didn't really want to you know be like in the cinema featuring Thor you know like we wanted to kind of in a I guess not so co covert way by kind of you know calling the title Mjolnir it was actually one of my rare times I get to uh like tag a name on something usually Ev he's like the conceptual kind of mastermind and he, he like tags all the names of the songs and he has, really creative in that way i can't even like step to him half the time because he writes all the lyrics and stuff so 
Um, but I just thought that that sounded cool as a title. And I brought it up to him and we were kind of like talking about uh, kind of on this album. Thor brings a different kind of swing to the band. And, you know, we're like, yeah, he's like swinging his hammer. It's like Thor's hammer. And we just thought, you know, he, he liked the idea. And we just kind of went with it. So, yeah, so you are right on. That is that is part, par, par, partially why we named the album that. I love it, man. Like, I, I, so diving in, like, I kept trying to figure out why it was called Mjolnir. Like, I didn't read the, 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 the notes. Usually, my process is I listen first and then, then, and I'm like, what are they, maybe lyrically, this is something to do with like mythology. And I'm like, I was <laughs> diving way into it. And I, I, until like recently, I'm like, oh, wait, that guy they're featuring, that, is that it? So that's, yeah. it's that simple. <laughs> it's that simple. But that, that definitely guided a lot of the, um, artwork for the album um ed's wife lauren does all of our artwork she's amazing and she did a beautiful kind of like norse mythology kind of based uh album artwork so anybody who checks it out on our band camp or whatever you can see um that awesome but that's kind of but you know when we were going into the recording we didn't have any idea that 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 wasn't in mind in any of the uh like um kind of like improv song lyrics that ev came up with or anything like that that just kind of came after the fact that's that's awesome though. and like and I, I really like how because so much of like how music's kind of distributed now and like is that ad feat you know what i mean featuring mm-hmm. blah from somewhere mm-hmm. else you know what i mean which is a cool that's cool the, to to the, to have this like spider web of creativity where everyone's working together and the kind of gleam insight from the people you admire you know i really dig the the idea of doing a feature but i think how you guys handle it it is much more like of of we're making music with this person we respect not for the name of it but just because we love this guy and we get that you know what i mean like that's a, i i think i totally. really dig that yeah i mean honestly uh when we got the opportunity to to play with thor um you know we didn't know what it was going to be we didn't know we we thought briefly we would make like a new band and we'd be like a trio and we wouldn't even put it out as a cinema record or anything like that or you know then briefly thought It'll be cinema cinema featuring thor and um as we were like mixing it and and getting into it the um our producer martin bc uh, who produced this record and several of our records previously um uh, awesome i i i should bring martin up more often in any interviews that i do because he was really integral on in creating um what we have in mjolnir um just mixing and and all the, the post-production stuff we did on it he was, he was amazing but um as we were mixing and doing all that process martin kind of you know, we were, you know, he was like the, one of the members of the band at this point. We were really good collaborators, friends with him. So it was kind of like saying, as we were discussing, like, oh, you know, this is a cinema, cinema record. This is, this, this sounds like you, but it's just this extra flavor, this uh, extra kind of element that Thor brings. But he definitely, playing with Thor was amazing. And he definitely brought us into new directions and stuff, which we could talk about. But at the heart of it, you know, it's me and Ev. My cuz, we've been doing this for 15 years. We're creating the foundation of this uh, recording um, with our improv and, and our communication with each other musically. Um, and Thor just like fell right into that. So it, it wasn't like it wasn't, it wouldn't make sense if we put it out as a, a new thing. And it would be disingenuous to say, um, you know, this is featuring Thor. Like we just wanted to put it out. This is, our, this is the new Cinema Cinema album that uh thor harris this guy who was in swans and other amazing projects he's an amazing musician multi-instrumentalist um but this is just he just happens to be on the entire thing <laughs> you know so that's kind of how we approached it that's all i, I do want to dive in 
to uh to that process as far as working with a percussionist in a two piece. But I wanted to ask sure. you kind of on the topic of your cousin. Um, so in two thousand three, you you find a demo, um, by Ev, and <laughs> that resonated with you. Can you kind of dive into like that, like what struck you about 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 his playing at that time? Oh uh, wow, yeah, I mean. First of all, it's it's a dream come true to even be asked that question. So thank you, I appreciate that. This is uh, it's really awesome, and I I really do appreciate you taking the time to talk to me about this stuff. It's really cool. So, um, yeah, it's uh to take me back to that time frame of what what I was uh, doing. I mean, uh, musically, I you know I'd only been playing drums maybe for a handful of years. I I started when I was like nine or ten, and by I think around two thousand and three, I was like thirteen, and um I. You know, I always knew that Ev was a, a band and a musician. So, um, you know, this is all unbeknownst to him at the time. You know, like he didn't, he, you know, wasn't really looking for me. You know, like I was just, you know, looking for him. I, I just thought that he was an amazing um, songwriter, first and foremost. I really loved, uh, he did a lot more acoustic stuff back then. Uh, he would put out because that was easy for him to kind of like record and put up. It, I remember he had a website in like 2003 and four. Like you had a website. I was like, that's a, it wasn't that there was no social media. I was like, oh man, this guy's really <laughs> doing it. You know, he's yeah, got a website, yeah. you know, like, and so I could like stream his songs from the website. And I remember I had my computer, my family computer kind of set right up next to um, where my drum set was. And I, my, I lived in my parents' house, obviously. My, I, we lived in an apartment in Brooklyn. So like practicing drums and it was not like uh accepted <laughs> but i i found a way um to do it and i remember i just you know it was really cramped and i had just enough wire to go from the computer from my headphones to my drum set and i was able to kind of click play and play along to um you know these drumless tracks that ev like uploaded to the internet on his website so like i was able to kind of make beats to his music early age you know so like um it was kind of like I don't know, practice for the, uh, for the, for the audition, I guess, <laughs> but at some point, but, um, yeah, it's, um, it's really his songwriting that really spoke to me as a, as a younger kid. And, and just the fact that he, uh, was really seemed like he was going for it and putting himself out there in ways that, um, you know, it wasn't so easy back in the early two thousands, you know, there was no social media, the internet wasn't as vast as it is today. Um, so it was, uh, it was I really should be playing with him. <laughs> like from that, I was like, we got to, you know, like I, I, I bust his balls about this all the time because I'm like, I knew before he knew, you know, I, I always knew like from when I was really, I knew we, were, we should play. Together. I just had to get to the point where I could be in a position to show him what I could do. And once that happened, then everything fell in place after that. And it was like undeniable. Yes, we should be playing together. But he'll probably tell you it was all his idea. So <laughs> don't, uh, don't, don't listen to <laughs> No, I, I our conversation was a little different um, as far as the, the direction of that. But um, one, but you were also playing a lot too. Like you had like a, you played in an ensemble in Japan, right in high school. Oh yeah. Oh um. Well, it's kind of serendipitous thing that happened. I mean, I went to um, I went to a high school that had a, a pretty ambitious uh, music program. Um, they had. Sorry about that. Um, so they had like many uh, bands. They had like concert bands. They had jazz bands. They had um, I, when I went in there, they only had one jazz band, 
and uh, I auditioned. And there were so many up and coming good musicians that were going to the school specifically for music that um, they created this new junior jazz band. So like I was in with like a bunch of younger kids and we were kind of coming up and then getting to be the senior level jazz band the next year. So um, I spent a lot of time in my high school playing drums. Like I would get there early. We would we would uh, have practice from like 7 a.m. to 8 a.m. before. Well, then I would be practicing like through my lunch period. Sometimes they would even pull me out of class to go like I would get out of math class, which was probably not the best thing because I I suck at math to this day. But they would pull me out of math class to go do drums. And like it was just the coolest thing. So um, they were just my point in saying all that is they were really taking that really seriously. And they really were trying to um, kind of progress it and bring the bring the band out into uh, into the state. And then, um, you know, we got this opportunity just by happenstance, the um, a mayor of a city in Japan happened to be a, a student at my high school uh, in the in the 80s or 70s, and he went on to be the mayor of a city in Japan. And uh, I don't know, they just it kind of became like a um, an opportunity to just bring the jazz band internationally. They invited us to um, a 10 day like tour, like we literally had a bus and we went from city to city. I stayed with a host family for uh, like half of the trip. So that was pretty crazy. Um, like, you know, a Japanese family took me in, like then every, every member of the band got to stay with a different host family and they took us on all these crazy excursions and every night I got to play. So uh, that was really a formative experience. And I was only like 16 at that time to be going. I had my chaperones of my school and my schoolmates and stuff like that, but basically getting to do a tour with a band at that age uh, in halfway across the, world um it was it was pretty wild but it was a very um kind of just a serendipitous thing like it, i don't know why or how that happened but we were the first uh band of that you know uh, now they, they they've gone to japan at like every year since but my my group my year was the first one that got that opportunity to do that that's amazing you know there's like yeah. as far as like the whole production there's that sense of adventure and like i don't know you know but at that age to be in a completely different place where people are like, oh, you're a musician, you're here to play. That had to be yeah. pretty like kind of formative and, and like confirming. I don't know. Yeah, no, especially being um, the drummer too. Like um, I was the only drummer that was, that went on this trip. Um, be it that, you know, I was willing to do it and they kind of helped me pay for the ticket. And like, there was other drummers in the school that were, that were, you know, invited, but I was the only one that actually wound up making the, making the journey. So like I was playing all the time. Like I, there was like two different, ver we were doing a chorus version of the band and then we do a jazz set. And I was the drummer for the whole time. So I would do basically a two, three hour set like every night being the only drummer. Yeah. So everybody knew who I was, all the, all the host families knew me. And like, um, I remember my host family, like my host sister who, you know, she could host English, but not that much. Um, but she was, you know, helpful and like kind of helping me understand what was going on. And she would tell me, Oh, everybody's so jealous that you're my host like person. <laughs> like everybody was so excited that, um, the drummer was staying with her and she was like so proud because it was so cool because I was playing. So it was just, you know, they were all like, I mean, they were all very welcoming to everybody, but it was, it seemed like they were really, um, especially being a drummer, like you, you can kind of, you become, um, being the only one, you kind of stand out, right? Like I'm kind of yeah. leading the band all the time. So um, it was, 
and then I remember when we were leaving, we were like, um, we had uh, the, it was like close to the end of the tour and we were on the bus going from one city and we were leaving our host families and there was all these people that we played this like big concert, stuff, like concert hall in Japan. And uh, as we were leaving, they were like running after the bus and like moving the bus and stuff. We were the freaking Beatles or something. So, I, you know, it's, yeah. it's that good again, but at that young age, it was like, wow, this is, this is what I, this is what I dreamed of. You know, this is what I always imagined and wanted, you know? And like, they have that bite and see that it, it's possible. You know what I mean? Like, so like yeah. well, one, I guess during that experience musically, what was kind of like, was there like a kind of culturally like accepted, like shared experience musically? And was there like kind of like a new, like kind of culturally like uh, introduction to music through playing in Japan? Um, to be honest, I, I, I wasn't really introduced to, I mean, if you mean like um, Japanese, like traditional music, um, I wasn't really like introduced to that, but we did go to um, some like um, Buddhist uh, churches and stuff. And there was some musicians there that got exposed to kind of the um, this Japanese, I don't know what it's called. Um, but I did get introduced to some like eye-opening kind of like um, different types of instruments, like world worldly kind of instruments that I'd never seen before. Um, but, you know, honestly, we, we didn't have a lot of time to like really enjoy or like really culturize ourselves because we really were like touring band. It's kind of like how it is anytime I've been on tour ever since, right? Like you, you kind of hit a place and you rock the place and you're on the next, you know, on the bus to next to the next spot. You know what I mean? And yeah. so I never really got to like hunker down and like really enjoy it. So like I always say like I've been so many places, but I haven't really seen that many places because we're always just like going to the next thing. And that includes Japan. I did get to do some really cool things. Like I said, like we got to go to like some mountain uh mountainous ranges that had these churches and visit some stuff because uh i went to a catholic high school so they they tried to make sure that we were being exposed to some kind of like i guess religious culture or yeah. something like it, you know they tried to make it some kind of like i'm sure that my um my crazy music teacher part of the agreement of letting us all go there was like all right well i'll make it a i'll make it like a learning experience too especially because we were going uh during easter uh weekend so like i was like a 16 year old kid in a Catholic school away from my family on Easter. Like it was a hard sell. So um, I'm sure there was some kind of like back deals going on with the, uh, with the school, but yeah, honestly, I, I wish I, 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 it was so long ago. I wish I could remember more specifics. It's like a dream to me now, you know, like, yeah, still, that's amazing though. Like, so your crazy music teacher, how, how like, <laughs> crazy in a good way, or are we talking like inspiration crazy? Or are we talking about, Oh my God, how are we going to pull this off crazy? I mean, it was, you mean like the the trip was crazy or like no like um, the, the teacher you, you said the teacher was a crazy teacher like oh like how so he was crazy because i mean he was he was amazing and he he built that music program from like the ground up he was a really yeah. like um like a forward thinking kind of you know visionary kind of guy like and he was a touring uh, musician, touring trumpet player in various types of like, he was in mariachi bands, he was in concert bands. So he was like a, a, a lifer, you know what I mean? Like really loved, loved music and probably similar to you, man. I mean, like he's a, you know, he was a teacher, he was a teacher, but he was like a musician, you know what I mean? He, yeah. he really yeah. wanted everybody to like execute and be, be serious. You know, I, I had a couple 
of like whiplash moments. Have you ever seen the movie Whiplash where he's like throwing a pencil at my head because I'm going too fast? You know, like he really wanted it to be good. So um, I think that he was like really ambitious in growing the program because the more he grew the program, the more funding they would get and the more opportunity they would get to get good musicians. Like I remember when I when I uh, when I first uh, auditioned to to be in the school. Bill, um, what's the word? Uh, like uh, scholarships for music. And then by the time I by the time I graduated, people were getting like really good scholarships to come to the school specifically to play music because he had grown it so much. You know what I mean? From the time that I started to the end and like it was attracting really good musicians and then the band, the band would get better and better. So I don't know. By this point, I don't even know if, if I tried out for the band today, I might not even get in. But, you know, he, he, he was really like ambitious. And I think that that big swing of going to Japan was uh, was a risk, you know, like, I mean all on him to make sure that we all got there and got home safe and yeah i mean it was it was like 40 50 kids that yeah. went you know you know it's a yeah, big it's crazy. <laughs> yeah crazy. it was wild like it's across the world <laughs> not just like yeah, the i don't state. <laughs> oh gosh dude, we were on a plane yeah hours all these kids just like i had never been plane before you know like it was just get back on it now it's like i can't believe we pulled that off but you know, what a formative thing it's such a I, from my youth that I have kind of built upon to this day, I don't even realize it again, because it's almost 20 years ago. I don't even, it feels like a fever dream that I even did that. But um, it actually, you know, to be honest, it, it's helped me in my life in other ways too. Like I, I was able to kind of utilize that to, I work at a, um, a bank, a Japanese bank right now. That's like my day job. So like I was able to kind of be like, well, I, I stayed with a host family and I, I know the culture. <laughs> like, and it helped me at that, you know, 10 years ago when I started a very like entry-level position, it helped me like get a job, you know, like I, it's not something that everybody can just pull out of their back pocket. Like, Oh, I went to Japan and stayed with a host family and did a tour and all this stuff, you know? So, well, neither is uh, a, I toured with black flag too. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know yeah. if the bank looks at that the same way. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be honest, the, the 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 bank was awesome with that too because they were they were willing to give me uh, a leave of absence to go do that. I literally oh, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I, I sat down and with my um you know the the head of the department and I wrote you know they made me fill out this like form and basically the form I it was like the reasons why I'll never forget this reasons reasons for your your leave like well explain to me why you want this you know give me the pitch. Yeah. And I wrote down it's literally like I'm I I I would like to have the opportunity to go pursue my dream. Like I literally wrote that down on the piece of paper and gave it to my, um, my like superiors and my, and my, and these are like banker guys and very serious. And it just turns out to be that my, the GM of my, um, of my, uh, department was a music fan himself actually happened to be a drummer yeah. himself. And it all just like, it was crazy, man. Like the, 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 some of the signposts in my life where I've, where I've could have gone one way or the other, it seems like music has always kind of led me, the right way, you know, and I'm, I, I wind up meeting the right people or, um, you know, and even with being in this band with my cousin, we happen to be born in the same family and be similar enough and like similar types of music enough that I happen to be a drummer and he happens to be a guitarist, like all these crazy things that kind of led me to where I am today and let me do the things that I, I've been able to do with my band. I mean, it's pretty crazy, but yeah, I mean, specifically with this, I mean, they, they approved that and let me go. And that's what, that's what uh, ultimately allowed me to go on the tour with black flag. And then, you know, once that was done, you know, as all tours come to an end at some point, I, I, I was able to come back to a job, you know, which was huge, you know? So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty wild.
Oh, that's an, it's incredible, you know, and I think there's something to like to that, like people, if you meet the right people, when you move by the, the right, not the right things, but when you're moved by things, people pick up on enthusiasm and they like they can once it resonates with the right person, like the guy who also has a black flag shirt, you know, what I mean, like mm-hmm. who's, uh, yeah. you know, who's, who's doing some <laughs> teller job like th- that's they pick up on that, you know, and like but to kind of like dive into like serendipical like things like so. From what I understand, your your uh, your uncle and your dad also played in a band, and that's how you and Ev started playing together. Was through, uh, yeah. like, the the generation before's band? <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, kind kind of. Yeah, I mean, yeah. so my dad, my dad uh, is a guitarist and a songwriter, and that was always around when I was growing up. You know, and that's how I got into music. My mom was into music too, and my family in general is, you know in music but my dad was a musician and wrote his own song so it was always like in the house he was always playing stuff so um i knew that he was a musician um i didn't know until years later that he was also in a band with ev's father um yeah um they, they um they i don't know how much uh they like did any gigs or anything but they definitely had a band and they had a name and they were writing songs together, you know, my dad and Ev's dad. Um, and their relationship was based in music from the from the beginning. So, and Ev's dad is a um, was an amazing guitarist in his own right. So, um, and you know, Ev's dad, and maybe you talked about this previously, but Ev's dad kind of you know taught him how to play guitar and 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 kind of gave him the keys to like the foundation to to become the amazing musician that he is. Um, whereas, you know, my dad, I tried to play, I tried to learn guitar when I was really young. I remember it was like eight or nine years old before, before the drums. And I just, I just, it was too much. I was kind of a small diminutive kid and I couldn't really like make the chords happen. You know, like I just, it was too much pain on my fingers. So, uh, I gave that up really quick and I, then I gravitated towards drums, which is its own story. But, um, you know, my dad still instilled in me from that young age, you know, the idea of being a musician and playing music and writing your own songs from a very young age. So me and Ev both had that from our fathers who growing up, they were friends and in a band. Yeah, that's totally true. That's, that's incredible. Like, you know, and like, though, like at that time you may not dive in and like stick with it, did all the things like he was showing those things like seep in. So like what type of a one, do you remember the name of the band? I, I do. What is it? I do. What is I do. It? It's I. Uh, I'm. I'm sorry, Dad, if you're listening to this and you don't want this to be known, but I. You know what? It should be known. It should be honored. It's a. It's a good name, and it's a. It's a good, solid '70s classic rock kind of name. It's Cold Steel. That was. Uh, the, that was the name. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's sick. <laughs> I know. It's pretty, <laughs> it's pretty awesome. You can see the T-shirt right now. Yeah, I could. I could see it. Like the that '70s like. <laughs> foreigner yes looking font exactly cold steel, you know like that's yep, it yep. <laughs> yeah so i know that it was cold steel and um you know they were uh my dad is very much especially at that time he was really into uh like cat stevens and like bruce springsteen and stuff like that i'm not so sure what ev's dad would i'd have to ask him what, what his dad was into i'm not really sure but so I, do, I i assume the kind of music that they were making was kind of like a um I don't know how to say it. It wasn't like he- heavy. You would think Cold Steel sounds heavy, but um, I don't know if they were like super like 
Black Sabbathy kind of like that. They were probably a little more maybe maybe the foreigner thing, like you said, maybe some something closer to that to that realm. But uh, you know, unfortunately, I, I've never heard any Cold Steel recordings. I don't know if there's any that uh, can be dug up. But that'll that that would be an interesting thing for me to uh, bring up to my dad next uh, next time I see him. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Like, yeah, I'd love to hear that. You know, it, it, it's interesting because like um, to kind of dive into your own realm of thing is to have like this kind of understanding of yourself and what you want to do you know you you yeah. like a, you know what i mean like to make your own to write your own anything is especially if it's a song you, you gotta understand my voice how far it can go how low it can go you know and like really there's that kind of development of who i am in this picture of things what am i influenced by and like that's such a like lofty lesson right mm-hmm. like because we're all kind of defining ourselves by the the people we enjoy and we want to sound like but we always come out sounding like us, but with a <laughs> tint, uh, a shade of whomever that is, you know? And yeah. like, that's, that's a, like what you guys do is so original and so like your cinema, cinema. There's nothing like you guys, which is so <laughs> sick. And like to kind of be around that is, that's a super important lesson, even if it wasn't like, this is what you need to do. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, and, and and I'd be I'd be remiss to to say that, you know, if I didn't say that, um, you know, my dad in general was a really big influence on me uh, musically, period, because I got to from a very young age, like he would write his own songs. Right. So when I was learning drums and figuring it out and getting a little better, like I got better by playing with my dad to his songs and writing drum parts to songs that, you know, I didn't ex- weren't on the radio like these were original songs that I couldn't copy something that somebody else did. I had to think and make my own uh, beats and my own kind of orchestration of his acoustic songs that he was writing. And me and my dad, um, before me and Ev even played, and, and there's there's kind of a tie-in to how me and Ev started playing kind of because of my dad. Um, but, you know, me and my dad were our, our own little two-piece before, before any of that. You know, we would play we would play um, like talent shows and we would play like there was like a community show that we would we would do every year um, that kind of also ties into things. But um, yeah, me and my dad would, would do gigs together and we would, you know, he would write a song or I would write a song and he would like play it with me. Like we were collaborating from like a very young age for me. So like that's a, that was huge, especially um, the creative side, right? Being able to kind of um, just create and like what kid really gets the opportunity to be like in in a pseudo band with his dad writing drum parts to songs that you know didn't exist before you know what i mean like it's like i'm not listening to songs and trying to make up stuff i'm literally learning by doing you know so uh, i i've i've kind of come to reflect on that recently and uh yeah i just wanted to to say that about my dad for sure that's it well and just like if you if you bypass the idea of like music you're you're speaking on like level playing field your voice now matters equally as much as your parental figure you know <laughs> in the, you know what i mean yeah. like in the grand yeah, totally. of thing it's it's a pretty large like uh you're you know what i mean like and that's you know way a parent or child probably thinks of that during the moment <laughs> there's no totally, like, totally i'm on the same playing field as my father <laughs> uh, you no. know what i mean like no one's thinking of like that but it is and like to know that your opinion and like what you have to say and how you move the tune is as valid as the guy leading it is is like you said a huge um 
just I mean, if if anything's gonna set a path, that's gonna be a like a yeah a cart. It's these. I guess. Is like, it, yeah, totally, totally. It's inroad. I mean, and, and that young age too, for me specifically, like uh, the inroads in my brain, my brain chemistry, my brain, however my brain was developing. Like it's the drums and 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 creating music and stuff. That's just like in my DNA. You know what I mean? From from that young age, and it's just kind of. Because I don't even remember a time before that, you know, like I've always been doing this and I've always been doing it with family, you know, which makes it even more special. And, and that's that's what, you know, I think the special thing that me and Ev have and what I, you know, always dreamed of, like when I was, you know, in 2003, finding his music and, and, and loving all of his songs and dreaming of being in a band with him one day. Like, I just I feel like we uh, we would we wouldn't be. We're the greater than the sum of the parts, you know what I mean? Like when we're together, um, we push each other in a good, healthy way. Like we want to see each other do better. And it's like, oh, I'm going here. Can you, can you, can you get there too? Oh, you can. Oh, you motherfucker. Okay, I'm gonna go higher. You know what I mean? Like uh, yeah. we, we, it's like this push and pull, and not, not like competitive, but it's almost like if we were brothers, it might not work as good because there might be more competitive edge. But because we're cousins, it's this like really loving thing where we're just like yes, we, we passed the ball to you and now you take the shot and then, okay, I'm going to pass. Like, it's very even, um, distribution of, um, of, I can't think of the word like this, just the even distribution of like, we both are bringing equal parts to it and it, it makes this whole thing. And because we're family and we both have that background that we've already talked about, I, I think that we achieve something that's special and i'm not saying it's better than anybody it's just like you said there's nothing like it because of you know the what we both bring to it and this special kind of connection that we have musically that you know it could have easily not have happened you know like we could have i could have went another way in my life and he could have went another way in his life and maybe you know we wouldn't have ever played together and what a travesty that would have been but the way that everything kind of worked out that we are both in the same family and we both play the, the instruments that we do and we were at the right time to kind of develop together musically. Um, yeah, man, it, it, I get emotional kind of talking about it. Like it's really blows my mind, especially the older I get um, looking back on being 18 and doing all the things that we did from that time in 2008 to now, like it's, uh, it gets, it gets, just gets better and better. I can only say that it just keeps getting better, which is, which is awesome. Well, yeah, it, like that. It, it's it should be it should be an emotional thing. That's a beautiful connection. That not, not I, there's a lot of bands that are you know putting together and doing it, but not from like the like roots like that. That's so cool. And like that, that definitely. I don't. That's that's the cinema cinema of it. I don't know what it is you guys have, but that's it's there. You know, and like that's super beautiful, and it's a very inspiring thing because you guys go from from. Let me. It, it, you you record something for your dad, right? That's when you and Ev play together for the first time. Yeah, that's uh, exactly right. Yeah, like I think uh, um, it was like around 2007. It was before, you know, we even had an idea like uh, of me and Ev ever really playing together. But that was the first time I think we we realized that um, that it was could be done, you know, because we we yeah. were recording my dad's songs, and um, I was in another band at the time. And my band had recorded at this uh, studio and I, you know, my dad had his songs. I was like, Hey, this, this guy's affordable and he's a nice guy. Like it was some studio in Queens. And I was like, we can make a, you know, we have all these songs of yours, dad. Like let's, uh, let's record them. And again, I had been, I was living at home obviously at that time. And I've been, me and my dad play the songs all the time. So like I was, I knew the songs. So, um, and of course, you know, Ev, 
Evid just moved back recently from, he had lived in California for a while and then he moved back to Brooklyn. Um, and we were kind of like reconnecting and we had gone over his house a few times and like, you know, I got to see his like CD collection and he would give me little mixes of cool songs to check out. So like me, we were already kind of like reestablishing like our connection as like, uh, older people, you know, like he didn't see me as just a little kid anymore. Cause I think the last time we had really connected, I was much younger. So, you know, he lived in, he lived in, uh, uh, California for a couple of years. So I didn't see him for a while, but then, um, when he came back, you know, we reconnected. And so the idea of like us, me and my dad doing a, a recording, the first thing we thought of is like, maybe Ev would come and, and just play on it. And yeah, Ev never heard any of the songs. He just like came and did some cool solos and some, you know, just added electric, electric guitar to it. And, and, um, yeah, it was literally, um, the three of us in the studio doing, cutting it live. And the way this, the drums were set up is I was facing the wall. So I wasn't even facing them. And I just remember, you know, many times during that, uh, recording session just like locking in with ev you know from a from that like the very first take of the first song you know it's like it's like something was something was happening you know and we were really projecting those songs and the recording came out really cool um and we have that's that exists somewhere today um where you can hear the first time me and ev ever played together and it's with, through my dad again he was the conduit for for a lot of that and you know we we connected kind of through the uh the recording process of that uh, thing for my dad. So um, after that, I think it, the wheels started turning and we were like, you know, again, for me, it was like an, like an audition for Ev too, like to be showing Ev, hey, this is this is where I'm at right now, musically, this is what I can kind of do, you know? And, uh, you know, then we kind of like sat on it for a little while and um, kind of did our own things. And I was in, like I said, I was in another band and then um, eventually Ev came to see my band play um maybe not direct result of that but he knew that i could play because we played together with my dad that for that recording um and then eventually he came to see my band play and then the rest is kind of history after that but yeah it was it all kind of started with that recording with my with my dad that's an it's incredible and yeah. like and then they go from that to like touring and doing the real deal like road style punk rock like life you know what i mean like and with the music you guys do you know like that's it, it's your like I'm saying, there's no other sound like cinema. Cinema, like there's, which is even more like us against the world. And when you have that roots <laughs> connection in in a good way, you know what I mean? It's like we have this cool thing we love, we want to share it, and then to hook up with Greg Ginn, you know, and really get to like mm. do that on that level. What did I, there, you can't go into this this narrative with all this like amazing roots and not see something like that come out? You know what I mean? Which is so <laughs> cool. And, yeah. and, you know, like to continue to do to not like morph to what worked on those Black Flag tours and just keep doing what you guys are doing and still wind up like working with your heroes like Thor, I think speaks so highly of the idea that if you have a thing you believe in and it people uh, a crew that can get behind it, it's the way to go. Yeah, I, I totally Totally agree. And, um, you know, very fortunate with a lot of the um, opportunities that we had and, and, and a lot of the people that we've met. And it just seems like, um, you know, everything we do kind of leads to another thing. And because we are who we are and, you know, maybe because of, you know, kind of what you said, people recognize uh, what we're doing and that we're not, you know, we're not in it for any kind of ulterior motives, that, you know, especially at this point, like we're just 
we really believe in like what we've created and we feel like we've kind of invented something with the band. Like we have something that's unique and something that only can, it's not like, you know, God forbid one of us dies. We're not going to like fill in for the, like it's over at that point. Like, you know, like yeah. no one's going to fill in for like, it's gotta be the two of us. And like, I think that that's, that's its own special thing. Like nobody else can, you cannot, not, I don't think there's ever going to be a cinema, cinema cover band, no matter if we ever get, like super famous like i don't even think i could cover the songs on mjolnir at this point like because we'll get that but like ultimately you know i think that these people who have we've been lucky enough to work with um and we've been able to you know there's there's a through line that you can follow from from when we made that the the record with donzi and tara manic children and the slow aggression that that came out in uh you know 2010 uh that like propelled us into um, meeting a lot of people, in, you know, through that area because Donzi and Tara produced that, and I was at Interior with all the, um, you know, all the Fugazi Minor Threat yeah. stuff, right? So like getting the opportunity to do that um, kind of led us to meeting Howard Wolfing, who is our publicist, and then Howard has introduced us to so many people, and including that's how we got to meet Thor. So like, there's, you know, everything that we've done has kind of led us to the next thing, and I think that um, it's partially because people when they meet us or when they you know when they meet us as people and talk to us as people they they can tell that you know there's a real love between me and ev and we love to do this and it's like we're not gonna just we're not gonna stop we're not gonna change we're always gonna progress because you know we we have to do it it's just like the, it's it's not like we're gonna we're gonna hang it up you know because there's always something to do there's always like even right as we're as we're talking right now me and ev have like we, we don't live as close as we used to so we're we're already figuring out ways to record, do home recordings. And I've kind of have a drum set up in my house now where I can mic it and we're sending tracks back and forth. And that's maybe that'll be the next album or the next phase of the band. You know, like we're always moving to the next thing. So um, that forward momentum, I feel like people like, you know, the Greg Gins and, and you know, the Don Z's, Tian Taras and the Martin BC's and the Thor's and all these people, they can kind of sense that um and you know they're willing to to play with us you know and and work with us because you know of who we are as people but also as you know as musicians was it uh, but it, well all those are the diy roots came, like the diy leaders you know what i mean like with don yeah. and like you know and like I think that's really well said, and like Howard's great. Uh, you know what I mean? Like it's such a the community you develop is the type that is moved by someone doing it by themselves and or by themselves, right? Yeah. And like that's such an important thing yeah. because that shows the next whoever's watching that they can do it too. And like there's no more honest like route for a musician or a creative than that, you know. And like not that you know not that it, there needs to be an honest route, but there is one, you know. Not that anyone yeah, else is totally. doing it wrong. I don't want to put anyone else down, but like that's just one aspect of what's so inspiring about what you guys do. Um, yeah, I wanted to kind of unpin that thing with a uh, Thor. So like talking about recording and really locking in the Ev during that first like session. So now you're you guys are working with a shared hero. How do you mm -hmm. like go about locking in with with your like with partner in crime, but also like locking in especially as a drummer with a percussionist you know what i mean like with an extra flavor how did that kind of look what was that was it weird at first did it gel really well yeah i mean 
it was, I, I don't know. I guess I just, I went into it like really open and just excited and just wanted to do my best that I possibly could. I mean, we only had that day. We we did one yeah. day of record, wow. you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, and we did, you know, after the fact, once store left, I mean, we did more work on the record and, you know, added and edited, but like the, the, the core, the 80%, 90, almost, I would say 85% of the, what you hear on the record was all done in one day with Thor, right? We did basically, he showed up and we like to say he showed up arm swinging. He didn't have any instruments or anything with him. He just, he kind of just appeared magically. Um, and that was literally the first time we met him and even said hello or shook his hand or anything. So and then literally, you know, we went right down to the the studio in, in BC Studios and Martin, Martin BC, who integral in this whole process, too. I mean, he helped kind of cobble together um, a bunch of stuff for, for Thor to use, like um, like uh, there was like leftover drums and there was a synth keyboard. I had some drum pieces. So so Thor, within a matter of minutes, had kind of created this little set around him, this little just that was the, you know the Mjolnir setup basically is what he created um, from just what was there and what we had. Um, so I didn't even know what he was going to do. Like I couldn't, you couldn't even prepare for what was going to happen because we didn't even really know. So what it was going to sound like. So we were kind of learning and, and growing together, but basically what we did was three 30 minute jams. We would do 30 minute uh, sessions and then stop and have a hug and be like that was awesome yeah. and then we would go listen to it to make sure it was all sounding good and it was sounding good and then after after the fact you know we went and carved out the parts that like were going to be the songs and like oh this is the great jam that we made into a song so um yeah so like by the end of the the first 30 minute jam um we were you know swinging and doing i i mean it was you couldn't even think about it you know because it was just all happening you know so I, I don't even really remember. I just remember feeling this is feels good and it's it's uh, it's moving, you know. And we're con like we're we're both we're all three of us are kind of like passing the baton and doing different things. And I, the the one thing that really stood out to me, like from the first thirty minute session, is what ultimately led to be uh, the song "War on You," which is track two on the album. Yeah. Um. We we were like kind of crash landing a jam. Um, and we were, you know, pretty exhausted at that point. And this is just goes to show like, you know, you gotta, you know, you're listening and you, this is all being made up on the spot and we're just figuring each other out, pushing each other. Thor has got the keys, which has given us a different flavor. And he hadn't really like surprised me with a drum beat yet. Mm. Um, until the, the kind of, if you've listened to Mjolnir, the, the war on you kind of opens up with a hi-hat kind of Kind of like I don't even know. It's like 16th notes, but it's like triplet. I don't even. It's it's really awesome. That's Thor, and he. And this again. This is at the end of a. We had just yeah. done 20, 20 minutes of improv jamming, exhausted, like excited. So much is going on. We're like, wow, this is crazy. And then we're, we're but we're done. And then Thor just goes, and I'm like, oh shit. Okay, now we we got to do something now. So um, yeah, that that's um. That that was exciting, you know. It perked my ears up, and it made me kind of uh, have to follow what he was doing. And he kind of led us into that that what that whole track became to be was started by Thor. So that's kind of one example of of reacting to another drummer. And 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 uh, by the by the the second um, kind of jam, we got way more comfortable doing 
uh, kind of dueling drum stuff. And, and that's, that's all over the record really. But, um, yeah, it was, it was really <laughs> introduced by that. You know, I never, I've never played before where I've heard all of a sudden it's a hi-hat and I'm not doing it, you know, like that yeah, was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, was so, there, um, was there a particular type of, um, music, like, uh, uh, musical signature that you recognize from like Swan's recordings that was very much Thor that when you're jamming, you're like, Oh shit, there it is. <laughs> oh, there's the Thor I know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Um, you know, I mean, what he what he was doing with uh, with Swans, I mean, there was parts where, it, you know, I didn't even know what he was doing. You know, I didn't even know what he was doing. Like he was playing spoons or stuff, doing all kind, kinds of crazy stuff. But um, there was a part, I think this is on Walk into the Ocean, um, where uh, if you listen, you can there's there's two uh, drum tracks that complement each other really well on that song. Um, and he's kind of doing like a kind of a tribal kind of like uh back and forth on the toms like and i'm underneath going like that um and that stuck out to me as like oh man like he's kind of doing a he's kind of doing like a real percussion like this is like i could hear this in like the opening track of like one of the swans records or something so um yeah i mean but i i don't know if he played uh synth or anything on any of the swans stuff and we had certainly never had um a synth or any kind of key keyboard or anything in any previous cinema stuff even the stuff that we had done ourselves maybe you know ev would put like synths to bed something on one of the tracks but like nothing where it was like this is the kind of the lead thing and uh, on on mjolnir i mean thor is doing crazy staccato kind of synth stuff and like he's doing chordal progressions that are really cool and that's something new i i thought that i hadn't even heard really in any of the swan stuff that i heard him play on so i didn't even know he was going to bring bring that to the table you know so uh that was really cool i think specifically on the song riverhead um there's a it kind of opens up with like an organ um that was th that whole song was created because thor played the organ and and brought that sound out and we had never had that um soundscape ever presented to us in a song for cinema before and it kind of opened up different uh brain channels like it made us think of different like i was thinking of like like jeff buckley like lover i should have come over like like sh shit like that like 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 almost like a ballad you know and it like we don't really have ballads in cinema but um you know him him playing the or and the, the having that synth there really helped us create a couple of tracks from from that we probably would never had so um but yeah that's something that i don't think he even really uh brought to to swans i wish i would have had the time to ask him because as quick as he appeared he was gone like yeah. we, we oh, didn't really get get to like chat about it like you know so like it's it's pretty wild when you think about it. like we, he just appeared played and then he was like all right love you guys that was great and then he went on to his, to his next thing you know <laughs> sick <laughs> like well that's the touring life i guess musically yeah. in recording like um what so Everything you guys brought to the table, those are all fresh ideas. Like that was all in that room, right? Or did was there some lingering riffs that came from other ideas? I think when we when we first um, we were first sitting down to think, okay, he's coming in like two weeks. Like we only got like one shot at doing this. Like what do we what do we want to do? Like what are we what are we going to do? Like what is it going to be? And you know, we always knew that we were going to do jamming and all that stuff, but like we were kind of getting in our own heads about it. Me and Ev like thinking, overthinking it, like maybe we should have some prepared 
pieces and present that to Thor and be like, Hey, do you want to make, do you like this? Like, let's do it. Um, and maybe we had like one or two things that we thought were just very skeletal riff ideas or beats or whatever. Um, and then as we were talking about it and thinking about it more earnestly and we we're getting closer to the date, I think we, you know, we got to the point where we were like, why would we, why would we box ourselves into having to do to perform something that he's never heard or that we barely don't really know? Like, let's just scrap all that and not, <laughs> not even bring that up. Let's just see what happens and we'll get in there and we'll do what we always do. And, you know, just hope that it'll be good on the other side. So I think, um, by the time we got there, you know, those riffs and some of those ideas that we and me and Ed had talked about, those were just swirling around in our head so that I, it, they come through here and there. And, it, and they, they actually were very helpful as kind of being kind of like um, signposts on the path. And like when we needed like a new kind of idea, Ed would maybe go into a riff and I'd be like, oh, yeah, I, I think he played that for me a month ago. <laughs> like, let me let me follow along with that. But for the I would say that only happened maybe less than a handful of times, like maybe one or two times there was like oh there's these riffs that we have there's these ideas that we had that we didn't have any structure to it was just a uh you know a flame of an idea that we then brought up in the you know because again within 90 minutes of jamming at some point we were extended as far as we could go and it's just like oh that's something that we we can go to that we can extend this even further and it led us to other things so yeah so you know, for the most part, it was 100% made up on the spot. Like, and and a lot of the lyrics and the and the vocals that Ev did, the performance, that was all done on a mostly done on a scratch mic um, that he just did in this on the spot. Uh, specifically, uh, my vision of the future, which is uh, my favorite song, I, one of my favorite songs I think we've ever put out. Um, song I'm very proud of. Um, all the vocals on that is totally on the spot, made up um, performance. You know that that he did so. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty wild. But there was some, there was a, a couple of little little tidbits of ideas that we that we kind of threw in there, but nothing that we ever presented to Thor or said, "Hey, this is what we're gonna do." You know, like we did none of that. Gotcha. Because like yeah. the one lyrically, one thing I was like, I mean, there's a lot of specific dates. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, do you know? I uh, that might be an Ev question, but do you know the significance of those dates? Um, I, I, I know the significance of of those dates um i don't know if they're not really you know they're those were ev kind of specific um so i don't know if i can like go delve into the you know the, everything about what happened on those dates but i will say that uh, ev he's he's got a he's got I, there's something specific that it's called and i don't know if he's like been diagnosed with it diagnosed sounds bad it's not a bad thing it's like yeah. he has this thing where he can he can recall dates really really well he's got i mean he knows like the day he bought a certain record that like changed his life and like it was a wednesday may 12th 1992 like he knows that that like and where exactly where he was like he can recall things like that and especially stuff that is important to him and dates for cinema like he he can remember like random show we played like and what day of the week it was and what the date was so um it's not surprising like and as he's kind of like you know verbal vomiting all these words and just making up stuff it wasn't a shock to me listening back that he was throwing out a lot of dates because that's kind of just how his mind works you know it's yeah. uh and it actually made for some really cool lyrics and 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 some of the the dates that he's talking about are you know maybe not great things that happened and it's it's it dictates 
it dictated kind of like what he was talking about in the moment in in those in those jams that wound up being the lyrics quote unquote to the to the songs you know that's incredible that's awesome yeah i mean it was just full-on um creativity you know like just being able to just go in there and not worry about and that's something that me and ev have always done like we don't ever like censor each other or tell each other don't do that or maybe you know unless it's constructive criticism but for the most part like i don't really get into his into his world i don't i don't tell him hey you know unless i have a really good idea like hey those lyrics don't sound good there or or, um you know that riff should be this or whatever like we pretty much say yes to each other all the time and like we're always supportive and each other's biggest fans and i think um you know adding then adding thor into that um that kind of like improv you know like improv comedy right that yes and kind of thing like you never (laughs) never never saying no like always going to the next thing we we were all three of us are really open-minded and really we were there to do it and we were happy to be doing it and uh we just wanted to make something good and that as the basis of the of the whole project from the very beginning made it very freeing and allowed for some of the coolest stuff we've ever done to to be created because it was totally just like we were at our creative zenith because we couldn't do anything else we had to be you know like we were just if we didn't try that would be it wouldn't it wouldn't be good you know we know that it wouldn't be good so we had to kind of meet the challenge you know of like okay what is this going to be and 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 going into it me and i have a very comfortable playing together obviously um but i think that that comfort level also makes whenever we have a like a collaborator or a third person that makes them kind of comfortable because we build a really good foundation for other people to kind of jump in and tap dance on and then they get comfortable and then they can take the ball and you know it's this really communal kind of like uh pulsating thing that we that we did especially on 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 this record and i think um you know being being that open and and well and that's what you have to be in improv in general but i mean to have the uh the the balls to to say okay we're gonna do this and we're gonna we're gonna put this out as a record like whatever it is like i mean if it totally sucked i'm sure we would have you know would have hit the shelf but when we went back and listened to it you can hear all the all that creativity and it's like there is a lot here um and you know and then the next step in the process was kind of excavating the best of it and cultivating the record from that well and like at one it's cool that it's such an important thing to be able to yes and whoever you're playing with make that comfortable so they can do whatever they feel you know what i mean like yeah it's 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 yeah. expanded to like a conversational level you know what i mean like to be able to welcome someone into that you know how good it is to feel like you're in the group when you're hanging out with some guys that have like the inside bits and they're like oh you get it you know what i mean like, <laughs> or, or, yeah like that's such a that's such a human thing you know whatever that yeah. feeling is that need to like or that excitement to be in that type of like or the fun that comes from that 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 type of connection yeah. Um, so to be able to do that musically, and one thing I think is really important with this is like you guys went in, you went in with your rough draft, you just wrote, you free wrote whatever, and mm-hmm. then like I think the bigger lesson is out of that free write is where those deep seated ideas come from, you know? Yeah. And the fact that you totally. were able to excavate it and make it into this like sick record is just like it, 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 I think it speaks highly of that method, and I think that's a method a lot of people. There's so many people that are afraid to play something because they're afraid to play it wrong or say something. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like yeah. they know that like it comes from doing it wrong or not doing it wrong, but just doing things and being like, that's not the greatest. But three seconds later, that's when we that's where we cut it. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. That's, that's a fascinating. And yeah. Like um to kind of like 
Hey, Paul, I really, I really appreciate your time, man. And I, I dig, I dig you guys. I dig what you stand for, and I dig your music. Um, can I? What do you guys? I mean, I, clearly you're working on on more. But is there anything like in the works that's uh, kind of a closer to coming out or closer to the finalizing a project, a tour? Yeah, I mean, we we always we're always uh, got things on the on the burner me and ev we have a weekly call that we always we we never miss like we always to keep you know to keep each other kind of like you know of course we just love to talk to each other we could talk all day like we never somehow haven't gotten sick of each other after 15 years but uh you know we're always meeting up to say what's the next thing what are we what are we doing i mean as i speak to you right now we have a gig tonight in brooklyn um and then tomorrow uh the next day we're playing in uh, catskills new york upstate um, so we're, we're, we're focused on that. We're still kind of promoting this, uh, this album, obviously, and we'll be doing that throughout the rest of the summer and the fall and maybe doing some more gigs in the fall. We have a gig coming up, uh, in October that I don't want to date this too much, but we have a gig coming up in, uh, in Boston. So, you know, we have some things on the docket r- directly related to, to this album. Um, and there'll probably be more tours and, and hopefully, I mean, at some point, if, if it can work out the, the idea of maybe doing a couple of shows with Thor somewhere, that somewhere down sick. the line. Yeah. That's, uh, that's something that he's brought up. So it's yeah. not, it, you know, like he brought it up, not me. I'm not saying it. I'm, I'm bringing it up now, but that's only because he said it. So like, um, you know, ultimately, I don't know. I, I've never, I've, I've learned uh, to never really get like hopes up for anything. I, I didn't even, until Thor stepped foot in the, in the studio that day, I didn't, who knew if he was even going to come. You know what I mean? Like I, I just, I just take things as they are, and it's all good. So we'll see what happens with that. But that, that is a possibility, and that would be freaking awesome if we could do some shows with Thor, whether it's up here or he, he's based in Texas. We played in Texas a bunch because that's where uh, Black Flag was kind of based uh, back in the day. So, um, yeah. So like that's potentially uh, uh, in the works, and then also we have uh, another record kind of in the can. Yeah. Um, I don't nice. know if I want to give too much away about that but it's a it's another kind of uh improv record um we're not sure when we're going to put that out i mean obviously the work for that will start probably you know as soon as possible because then it takes so much time to figure out okay when you're going to release it are we going to do it digitally are we going to do like all that release stuff so that process starts pretty early so um there will be more revealed about that but we'll see i mean we're also working on kind of home recordings and figuring out um, what we're going to do with some of those, if we're going to, um, you know, put that out. But right now we're actually in the process of getting another record mastered that we have in the can, um, and then figuring out like what we're going to do with that. So, you know, it's just a never ending stream of stream of stuff all the time with, with, with it, cinema. Yeah. yeah, no, it's, it's the best, like two things, like to like one, that creative process never is over. As soon as you're done with the thing you're doing now, you're halfway through the next, you know what I mean? Yeah. And if you're yeah. not, you're, it's, there's something going on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And, and we're also writing another record. Like we're, yeah. like we're, we haven't put out a, fo- we haven't put out like a song record. Like, Hey, these are our songs. You know, these are like songs that we, we've been playing live songs that are, we're working on, you know, like that's the stuff that we play live. And, we haven't recorded those yet, but we're also still writing uh, that those to go on an actual, you know, traditional, I, sh- I guess I could say cinema record. So that's going on while all that other stuff is going on. So the, yeah, the creative process it, it never ends. And like you said, that's perfectly, if, 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 if you're not doing it, then something's, something's Thumbs wrong. Thumbs up. Yeah. I love it. And like, uh, to, to build off that, you never know if it, you, you know what I mean? Like 
it's like all the good things that happen, there's that one bad thing that's going to happen, and hopefully all those bad things that happen, that one good thing happens. So all the no's you get, hopefully the yes comes through, or all the games yeah. that fall through, hopefully the, 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 the crazy email you send goes well. You know what I mean? Like Yeah. And like totally. I mean, <laughs> it's like having at bats, you know, like we like to yeah. say, like we're ba- baseball fans. If you give yourself enough at bats, eventually, you know, you'll maybe you'll hit a home run or you'll get a single at least, you know, like that's it. But you have to keep going up to bat to, to get the chances, you know? Exactly. Exactly. You know, and I think that's well said and like and learn is there's also the acceptance of that. Well, that didn't pan out. Next thing, <laughs> you know, to, that's a whole nother mindset to be able to like captivate and like hone you know because like you right can, it's some stuff is so cool and then when it falls through you're like ah oh, what am i totally doing? you know yeah I, man i mean and you put so much work and effort and time especially like with this with this record i mean this this has already been like one of our most successful records that we've ever put out it's getting a lot of like streams and like already like some of our top songs on like spotify and apple music or whatever are from this album so it's definitely getting getting and it's getting good reviews and stuff so i'm very proud very happy but you know in my mind it should it should be even bigger but like you know i'm only i'm happy with what it where it is at i'm very proud of where it's at but you know soon enough it's like you got to move on to the next thing you know you gotta you gotta move on to the to the next at bat you know like maybe this one didn't we didn't score the run on this one but you know we got on base and now the next one maybe that'll score the run or something you know what i mean like you, you don't you 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 got to keep the forward pr- progress and the and the challenge will be how do we like build off the momentum of this in the right way and how do we make it you know how do we put out the what did we learn from this process that we can take into the next process because you know part of part of being in a band these days is not just being creative in in your music and and what you actually create you know for, that you put out there in the world but it's how you put it out there in the world how you communicate it to people and it's such a minefield today with social media and figuring out how to get streams and like, do I try to go viral on TikTok? Like, I mean, we're not a TikTok friendly band to begin with. So, and I think most of the people that would be into our band are like too old for social media at this point. So um, yeah, so it's a challenge, but that's part of what, you know, we're, we're kind of learning that as we, as we go, like, I guess everybody, but you know, trying to figure out the best way to uh, put out the next thing. Like we're already kind of thinking about that because of the lessons we learned from this one, you know, was it, well, it, cause my band, we've been trying to figure out the same bit to you know we've been doing yeah. we got so many stupid promotional reels we film of us just being goofy stupid people yeah, yeah. which in our we're making it fun for ourselves but the one thing i think i've learned no matter what you're doing there's there's kids that are into it there's adults that are into it there's people that are into it you know what i mean right. so like and with what you guys are doing there's definitely someone picking up a Swans record being like, who did this? What did they do? What they did? That guy's with you. Who are they? Especially, you know what I mean? So like, and, and with what you guys do, the purity of it, that's going to translate no matter where. So can only, can only hope Zig. I hope. (laughs) I love it, man. All right, man. Thank you so much for your time. This has been a wonderful conversation. I'm glad we got to make it up and have it. Yeah. Likewise, man. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I was looking through, um, you know, your, I've listened to a few of your episodes. I love what you do. Yeah, man. And you've had some really amazing people on. So, I mean, I saw, I mean, you've had like Ian McKay and you've had like Kevin Eastman. Like, (laughs) I mean, I like, what the hell? Like, I'm just honored to be now, like whatever this does, I hope this does well for you, but I'm just honored to be in, in that uh, people can scroll past my name 
to all the other cool names on on the list. So well, it's a, it was an honor, man. Doing the DIY ethos that they've done. So this is just a celebration. <laughs> it's a search for insight, and you're doing it, man. Awesome, man. I, I'm proud to be on it. Oh man, me and my uh, so off the record, me and my bass player, we just we just um, we took his daughter to her first movie. Right. Wow. Uh, I've been in a part. I'm in a car doing this because we got. Oh, okay. That's why I was like, it's going to be five minutes. It's going to be five minutes late. Cause oh, you're just coming out of the movie. <laughs> right. Right. So I just I, I've done the. I do this a lot. where like in between nursing home and teaching gigs. I just park the car <laughs> and like that's all awesome, supposed to writing. I do one of these. And like we That's just so great. she saw the Ninja Turtle movie and it was awesome. Oh yeah. 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 yeah was yeah. it good? It was great. Kevin Eastman's oh. in it for a minute. No uh, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got a little cameo. Oh, That's man. awesome. It was so Dude, cool. Yeah. And she was like a big TV. Whoa. First time ever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's it was a great experience. That's uh, so awesome. And get get him on that on that shit early. That's the good stuff. And then oh. eventually you could show her like the the eighties cartoon. Like that'll be <laughs> and, the, and the secret of the ooze, the good stuff. <laughs> that's awesome man well awesome, man. I, yeah. I really appreciate what you do man honestly like it, it sounds like you got a lot going on and you still keep this uh this going and this vibrant so keep doing it man i hope maybe me and f could come on together one day that would be, be that would be for the next yeah. one the next record yeah. let's i can't wait to hear it and i i hope you guys come through cleveland at one point that'd be great all right man well you have a good rest of the day and i'll talk with you soon thank you yeah likewise likewise man pleasure talk to you soon all right peace Yo, Spike Spiegel here. You just listened to Zig of the Gig Podcast. Keep riding the bebop. See you, Space Cowboy. Bang.